Welcome to a new episode of It Be Your Own People, a new podcast about what's going on in pop culture and being a POC in today's social environment, because sometimes it be your own people. Maybe it's your brother, sister, or a friend. Karen at the job or Karen next door, a leader of the movement you thought you could trust. Most of the time, it's somebody you already know. Beware the wolves, y'all. And now more than ever, people are showing you who they really are, and you need to know who you can trust. We're back for another one. Sally, let's get into this cocktail of the day. I am having a Mexican espresso martini. Ooh, and it's spicy. What are you having? Oh, that sounds real fancy over there. I might need some of that to warm me up because it's cold. I am having one of these new cut water cocktail seltzers. And let me tell you, it is not for the faint of heart, girl, because these are almost 13% alcohol. So this is going to be an interesting episode. Okay. 13% what? Yeah, girl. It's, it's, I'm getting real nice over here. Okay. I have to pick me up a pack of that. And now let's head into this game. It's game time. So, you know, as the holidays are around, but pretty much all year round, people be doing some dumb shit. So what are the worst ways to break up with someone or what are the worst ways that someone has broken up uh, with you? Girl, this going to be a good one. Be a text. See, that's so cowardly and corny as hell. Like when you can't pick up the phone, nonetheless, tell somebody in person. Like, hey, this isn't working out. You got to do it via text. Like, ugh. Yup. This is, I am ashamed to say, or not ashamed to say because I'm not the one who did this, but this has happened to me multiple times where guys have texted me like, oh yeah, so I thought about it and this just isn't for me. After like not speaking or doing anything for over a week, which by that point, I just assumed that you were trying to ghost. Exactly. But you know what? That's their loss. So bye fool, boo boo the fool. And how about this next one? Getting physical with your parent. And we know what just went down with Gigi Hadid, her mama, Yolanda, and her baby's father, Zane. Now, apparently there was a scuffle between Yolanda and Zane. Gigi was not there. Yolanda had to press charges. And of course, Gigi and Zane are broken up. But oh, child, this is mm, that's a mess. Um, I hope you know that you about to stay broken up because once you throw hands on my mama or my daddy, never again. You lucky that they don't click me up with them handcuffs. That part. But the worst part is that they share a child. So at some point, you're going to have to get a third party to switch the baby from the mother to the father. But I'm telling you, if I'm not around and hands get put on my parents, oh, I will find you. Yes, I will. That's right. Or how about taking it to this extreme where you want to leave someone so badly, but they just won't let you go. They got that like death grip on you. So you end up having to fake your own death. Stop it. It's never that bad. But for some people, I'm sure it is, which is why restraining orders were put in place. But what I'm going to say is, you know, when you were that good and people can't give it up, you just have to come harder with the no. I said no. And it means no. So back the fuck up. Yeah, I think one of the strongest messages that we like to develop on it be your own people is no means no and move on. But yeah, I'm not doing the faking the death like that's that's crazy. Or how about this classic? They break up with you, right? But they don't want you to feel bad. So they hit you with the it's not you. It's me. 
Listen, I love that because nothing is ever going to be my fault, especially when I know I was doing the most and putting in the work. So, you know what? If this is not for you, that's fine because, baby, I am not for everybody. And that's what I'm going to leave them on as I walk away. Except I've definitely told people it's not me, it's you. Because, baby, look at me living my life like it's golden. So clearly the problem cannot be me. That's right, too. And what about breaking up with your partner on a specific holiday, like Valentine's Day, Christmas, or your birthday? Now, for me, I find that to be shameful as all hell because you were trying to ruin that holiday for this person forever. There are 365 days in the year. Not you if you ask Portia. No other day? Not if you ask Portia. Okay, you're right, but she's still our girl. We love you, but damn, that is true. Learn your calendar days. Yeah, that's when I feel like that person is real nasty and vindictive. To choose a specific day that they know is special from any other, for some reason, like, come on. Like, okay, honestly, if you break up with me on Valentine's Day, whatever, fuck you. Um, It's a made-up holiday by the green card companies anyway. But how dare you try to ruin my G-Day? My born day? Oh, no, we ain't doing that. Mm-mm. But see, no. that's, not, that's not the point. Whether Valentine's Day, you find it to be real or not, whether you actually care about it or not. The fact of the matter is that person chose a specific day that's supposed to mean something, you know, so, to someone out there. So that's where the hurt comes in. You could have done it any other day. Like, honestly, you know what I would do if someone tries to break up with me on uh, on any of these special days? I would be like, Thank you for trying. We're going to try this again tomorrow and then we will revisit the situation. But your request is denied for today. And then what about in public or on social media? Cowardly. That's Just cowardly. Hell no, that's a big oh hell that's no. Cowardly. And you done fucked up. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you probably did that thinking that I wasn't going to make a scene. But guess what? Scenes will be had. You can catch all of this smoke if you think that I'm not going to act a hot mess because you try to take me to a bar or you tried to break up with me by posting something on Facebook or Instagram. Like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, we're going to get into this tea today. I got the time. And if I don't got the time, I'll make the time. 24 hours. We about to have a whole 27 up in here. OK, well, that was a, a little bit of a trigger for you. All right. Perhaps. Now. Perhaps. Well, listen, nobody going to take me out of my cool. I'm going to just be like wish you well and walk away even though i don't wish you well like i I don't care Uh, what about the infamous ghosting girl if i had a dollar i could pay off all these student loans that uncle joe and auntie kamala said that they was gonna pay off for me yeah ghosting is another very cowardly act it's like have the decency don't do it through a text show up you could have showed up for all the other things and show up and say this ain't working. Boom. And then go and you live your merry life. But what about right after you lose your job? Um, that might be the straw that breaks the camel's back. I'm not going to lie. Like I just got let go from a job. I'm not sure how I'm going to pay this rent now. I got to figure out how I'm going to eat, how I'm going to pay for all my fancy cocktails because priorities. And then you want to break up with me on top of that. Like, dang, you couldn't wait until I got, my new job what the fuck listen i feel like sometimes the worst has to happen before things get extremely better so i would be like you know what i might have a mini breakdown in that moment but i know it's for the better so i'm gonna be like all right bye f you and that job too okay but then i feel like this is probably the worst one of all to get broken up 
is on your wedding day and you get left at the altar. Oh, somebody might have to get stabbed. That's the absolute worst. But girl, I got a story for you. So my hairdresser, right? She told me about one of her other clients who basically had been with this person for, I don't know how many years. I would say less than five years, but you know, closer to five. So they get everything prepared, ready for the wedding. Wedding day, he is nowhere to be found. Like his family's there. Her family's there. He was ghost. He was MIA. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. And so she was very fucked up. But wait, there's more. So now, you know, months go by. I didn't remember my hair just talking about this woman. But she brought her up again and said that the guy popped back up two weeks later after not responding to a call, a text, nothing. He shows up two weeks later after leaving her, not even leaving her at the altar. He never showed up. After completely embarrassing her is probably the best way to put it. After completely embarrassing her, he he shows up, you know, two weeks later. And girl, now they're trying to work it out and they're going to get married again. You're lying. No, I cannot. No, 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 no. I refuse to. No, 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 no. This is what's going on. She is going to turn the tables on him and then leave him at the altar. That's what's happening here. There ain't no way. Ain't no way. What did he say? What did he have to say? I don't know what the hell he said, because this is all coming to me second, third, fourth hand. Right. But listen, the problem is if that if you want to go and marry this man again, second time around, go to the courthouse and keep it simple. You already wasted people's time the first time. See, and that's she the wants, shit right but there. Listen, she wants to do another full big thing as if they didn't waste enough money the first time. Like, I just don't get it. And I'm like, you know what? I need her to do better because you clearly are way better than this man. This man is not worth your time. Listen, I don't know who your client is, but my mother has always given me some very good advice. Mejor sola que mal acompañada. SAP, better off alone than in the worst mother effing company. This man did not care about her feelings, her money, or her reputation. And now she wants to put all three things back on the line for this bum? No, 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 no. Can we find out who she is? Can we? I need an update. Oh, we definitely need oh. an update on this I story. I need an update, but I am definitely not trying to find out who the damn person is. That's none of my business. Hell, she probably there sometimes when I'm there at the hairdresser. Like, Ooh, yeah, I wouldn't know. It's none of my damn business. But you better believe I'm gonna be asking. So, what happens? Did she get married? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, girl, get all the tea. I'm gonna get the tea. Let's get into what the fuck news. Ooh, child, that game left me a little bit little bit speechless, but we have to move on because the news stops for nobody. And speaking of not stopping, these white men really be out here trying it, Treva. Like, just really doing all the things that make no kind of sense whatsoever. What you mean? Girl, some white man down in North Carolina has won a $10 million lawsuit after his claims that he was fired simply for being white. What? Make it make sense. But I don't understand. What's the rest of the story? Like what? He just claims that because he works for this hospital system down in North Carolina. And according to him, his firing was done in a way to promote diversity, equity and inclusion. And because of the fact that he was white, he's claiming that the hospital intentionally targeted him and unfairly fired him to make room for someone else who was more, quote unquote, diverse. Okay, but I don't have a problem with, you know, inclusion, diversity, but 
if they wanted to fire you because that, then fine. They wanted to fire you. Maybe you, I mean, were you doing the best job that you were doing? I understand that he's like, hey, he doesn't really get it. And most people who aren't people of color don't get it. But at the same time, what the hell is he getting $10 million for? That's what I want to know. And if that's all that it takes, girl, find me. I'm about to go through my Rolodex of all the jobs that I have been at. But then again, I've never gotten fired from a job. So damn. Yeah, same. I, I will stay there as miserable as I am until I find the next better thing. And then I say, bye, bitches. That's how we work. Mm-hmm. And then the hospital's attorneys claim, nah, girl, you got fired because you were not doing your job. So, so and I they have receipts to show that he was bad at his job. OK, so I don't understand how he could have won 10 million. Like, that's crazy to me. I would like to take a look at that jury pool and see what was what, because that ain't making no kind of sense. That's a whole hot mess. But so is this next story of a high school student that pled guilty to a hate crime after posting a slave for sale ad on Craigslist about another black student. What is going on in the world? Like, come on now. So first of all, people are still using Craigslist. That's the next thing. I was like, hold on. Wait a minute. Like, like, are people still using eBay? I guess. Right. Maybe. Are they still using Axe Jeeves? Like, these are the things that I have questions. Are they still using MySpace? Well, that's what I think about when I think of Craigslist. I think of all the things in the past that are they still around? And I'm especially shocked that this is a high school student because I feel like Craigslist has completely aged out of that generation. But anyway, this high school student whose name has not been released, which is probably for the best, posted this racist ad talking about slave for sale along with racial slurs directed at the black student who he posted on this ad. I just can't like, I don't understand how in 2021 we're still talking about all of these ridiculous things. This was also done back in 2019. So we're talking about something that has been going on for over two years. I don't know. He got two years probation and a hundred hours of community service. I'm petty. I just don't feel like that's enough. I agree with you. It's not enough, but I'm just so sick and tired of hearing all of these race situations happening in the world. But then again, you know, over the past four years, we had a very ridiculous person in charge. So I'm not surprised that all of these hate crimes that happened a couple of years ago were still kind of like reliving those after effects. Yeah, hopefully we don't have to keep having these conversations, but America do what it do. It's time for regular regular news. So sad, sad news that Gunther from Friends has passed away. We all know him as Gunther, but his real name is James Michael Tyler. And he's most famous for playing Gunther, who could never get Rachel. He was pining for her love. And, you know, she never saw him, which sucked. But he was the manager of Central Perk in our favorite sitcom, Friends, and he sadly died at the age of 59. Yes. uh, According to an interview with NBC in 2001, Tyler did announce that he had stage four prostate cancer, which was diagnosed back in 2018. This is so sad. We definitely when we think about Friends, he is such a staple of the show, even though he was a he was meant to be a background character. Like, you just can't have friends without Gunther and his stalking ass. Yeah, so sad to see him go. And we're going to move on to Facebook. They always in some mess. But now they're changing their name to Meta. Now, Facebook and Instagram, those apps will keep their actual names. But Meta will be its new corporate name. 
I don't know about you, but all I can think of is the former basketball player, Meta World Peace. Okay? Girl, oh my God, get out of my brain. Because when this first came out, I literally texted this to somebody else and was like, if this did not work out for Ron Artez, it's not going to work out for Facebook. And sure enough, it's already not working out for Facebook. It just, I don't get why out of all the other names, letters they could put together that they thought of Meta? Not only that, that who's ever on the Facebook legal team needs to get fired. I don't know what's going on there. Not only does this name not make any sense, it already belongs to another company in the same industry. Yeah, this is I don't understand why I don't I don't get how such a huge company like Facebook could overlook all of these things and not do further research. Right. Like no one thought to do a very basic global trademark search like, girl, you could have gone on legal zoom and done that shit for free. Well, let's just see what happens. But either way, you know, our regular apps that we know and love, WhatsApp, Facebook and the Insta and the Gram, they are not changing. So this meta affects us in no way. But let's talk about this man. Now get this, Sally. What? What man? This man spends $150 a year, a year on food. Who? Gil from Married at First Sight? Like, you don't understand. He eats every single meal at Six Flags. Like, what? The amusement park? The amusement park, girl. So his name is Dylan, and he's from California. And he literally only spends $150 uh, a year to eat every meal at the Six Flags Magic Mountain in order to save thousands of dollars. And because he wanted to pay off his student loan debt, get married, and purchase a house in L.A. Like, I feel you, dude, but damn. Okay, but at what cost? Yes, you were able to save thousand. You paid off your student loans, which that in itself, honestly, I might chug down a thousand hot dogs in a year just to be able to pay them student loans off. But I am now more concerned about what do his arteries look like? And I also want to know. I have lived in L.A. I have gone through L.A. traffic. L.A. traffic is no joke. So how are you timing your schedule to where you can go back and forth from Six Flags to your house and your job and still keep your marriage and your job? Also, your poor wife laying next to you with all this flatulence that you're going through. Well, we don't know if he is married, but he is doing all this so he can get the marriage in the house. But how he was able to do this is that you can spend $150 on an unlimited year round pass that will give you access to Six Flags and it includes parking and two meals a day. So yes, if you time it right, then you can eat both lunch and dinner and you don't have to pay for the parking. And who knows where his job is. It's probably close to Six Flags. And again, he only spends $150 on food. He spends money on all the other necessities. But that's a big that's a big deal. For me, I'm not trying to eat all that shit in the damn park. But kudos to you. And I hope he did pay off his loans, get married, and buy his house. Hold on. I'm looking up the closest Six Flags near me. You going to do this now? I mean... If, to save thousands, girl, you know what my food bill be looking like. Well, you can't do this because we are very bougie eaters and drinkers. This is not our life. You're right. A girl can this only live off from a cake for so long. This is not for us. This is for Dylan. And Dylan, hats off to you, bro. You did it and happy for you. But this, we cannot do this, girl. No. You're right. Thank you for keeping me grounded, girl. Good luck, Dylan. Good luck to you and your arteries. 
It's time for Baby We Winning. We are winning. Yes, we are. And we are celebrating all of these strong, powerful women in 2021. Starting with Glamour's Women of the Year issue for this year. Megan the Stallion, she got the cover, girl. She's one of Glamour's Women of the Year 2021. The hottie from Houston doing her thing. She's really been out here winning all of the Grammys, putting out new music, showing off that body yaddy yaddy, keeping us all nice and entertained throughout the panda bear. So we really like to see it. Who else is going to be gracing this issue tree? So we also have former national youth poet Amanda Gorman that we all love. We love have her. Georgia voting rights activist Helen Butler, Ness Yuvat, and Latasha Brown. We also have biochemist and mRNA vaccine pioneer Dr. Caitlin Carrico, Emmy-winning actress Mariska Hargitay, and Heart of Dinner co-founders Yin Chang and Moon Lin Tsai. So hats off to all them for doing their thing. They are the true women of 2021. Yes, love it. Claps all around. And speaking of strong, powerful women, we just found out we have a black man in the mayor's office and we might have a black woman in the governor's mansion, girl. Yes. Won't he do it? Mm. Look at God. Letitia James, who is currently serving as the New York attorney general, has recently announced her candidacy for governor. In her announcement speech, she says she's running for governor of New York because she has the experience, the vision and the courage. And she wants to take on all of the powerful people on behalf of all New Yorkers. And you know what? Claps, girl, because we need it. We need it. Yes, she definitely has the record. She's a former city council member and previously serves as a public advocate as well. And guess what, girl? What, girl? She's from Brooklyn. Brooklyn in the house. So I am so glad to see all the seats being served for New York that are getting more colorful as the years go by, if you get what I did there. See, I see you, girl. I'm very excited for this because I voted for Letitia James when she was running for public advocate. And she did a lot of great things under that position. She was also in charge of spearheading the charges against old Governor Cuomo for all the ting tings he was doing that he wasn't supposed to be. Oh, you mean where his ting ting was going? Mm -hmm. All that. It's time for check this out. All right. So for the good watches that we have coming up. Wow. I mean, literally all I have to say is wow, because made on Netflix that premiered last month is truly, I mean, heartbreaking, inspiring, just all of the different things. It's a mini series inspired by Stephanie Land's memoir called Made Hard Work, Low Pay and a Mother's Will to Survive. Tell us what it's about. Yeah, so in here, we follow single mother Alex, who turns to housekeeping to make ends meet as she escapes an abusive relationship and overcomes homelessness to create a better life for her daughter, Maddie. This honestly, like, I feel like this is such a quintessential story of so many women having to go through domestic violence, having to experience abusive relationships, and then what that means in terms of starting over, especially when children are involved. Absolutely. But also it really shines a light in how insane it is for people who are in poverty, like just how hard it is to make ends meet. And we know a lot of people who are running away from domestic violence relationships. They oftentimes don't have any income of their own. So when they're running away and there might be a child involved, 
you really sometimes feel stuck, which is why most people stay. And I'm not saying women or men. I say people because you never know what the situation is. But we get a big front row seat to see all of that happening. And it just makes it even more heart wrenching when you find out that this is a true story. So I think Netflix did an amazing job in showing this woman, Stephanie Land's life. And it spanned over 10 one hour episodes and each one. Oh, man, I was on the edge of my seat. Like, what is happening? What is going on? But I know Margaret Quarry is the lead in this playing Alex and Anika Noni Rose. She did her thing in this role, too, because my feelings changed about her. So I will say that this is a great, great, great watch. Make sure you check it out. And now for this good read. Tell us about a good read, girl. Yes, our girl Garcelle. You know, we stand for Garcelle B on this show and forever. She is giving us an insight into her own personal life and what it's like for her having to constantly grow up with this duality of being a good girl or a rebel in her new memoir titled Love Me As I Am. Girl, we already love you. We already love you. Yes. And this is coming out next April in 2022. And I feel like we don't have to be going back and forth. I could just be both. I could be a good girl and I could be bad anytime I feel like it. Like we we can do that. That's just how good. Uh, exactly. Why well, I got to be a choice. We like variety up in here. No one likes to be the same thing all the time. But, you know, I already pre-ordered my copy. So to guarantee that I get it. Oh, girl, I'm going to have to read that when you're done with it. But after Garcelle, tell us about Rage in Innocence, how America criminalizes Black youth. So I recently came across this read after watching Colin in Black and White because it touches on all of these different ways that we racialize students. And a lot of this begins in education and in public education, to be exact. Kristen Hennig takes her experience representing black youth in Washington, D.C.'s juvenile courts, which the juvenile court system in this country is just bereft with so much bad shit, even worse than what we see in the adult system. And she talks about how America's irrational manufactured fears of these young people makes a powerfully compelling case that the crisis in racist American policing begins with its relationship to black children. I'm very excited to start reading this, mostly because I just started reviewing this with my students this week, but because as people of color, there are conversations that we are forced to have with our children that our white counterparts have the privilege of not confronting. And it's so sad looking at the different ways that we address different kids in America. And we really need to start looking at what are the ways that we over adultize our own children? So be on the lookout for that. It came out September 28th. And now for that. The sad blackity black ass truth. Ooh, as if the juvenile system was not going down the crapper girl. Howard University. We got to talk about them. What happened now? So Howard University, which is supposed to be one of the top tier HBCUs, are not doing right by our students in the dorms. What? All of these students have been basically sleeping outdoors in these little tent encampments that they have made on campus grounds to protest what they have been describing as poor and unlivable conditions right in their own college dorms. It's a health hazard, girl. That's crazy. So apparently students say that portions of the university living quarters have mold, insect, and also rodent infestations as That's well nasty. as leaky ceilings and flooring. Oh, hell no. Nah. All of these can definitely put their health at risk. One student 
Lamia Murray, an 18-year-old freshman currently living in one of the tents outside, believes that the mold she spotted in her dorm room was responsible for a respiratory infection she battled earlier this year. Terrible. This is just shameful. We all know Howard has a pretty big endowment as well. They have almost a $700 million endowment. And you mean to tell me that you can't make sure that rat feces isn't all up and down the dorms where these bright young minds lay their heads at night? Mm-mm. Now, that's definitely a hot mess. Like, you know, you go to school for an education. One thing you shouldn't be worrying about is the housing on the actual university or college campus. That's one thing you shouldn't be worrying about, especially for the amount of money you're spending to go there. And I, don't care, I don't care if you have a scholarship or if other people donated to the school. At the end of the day, each space where people live costs a certain amount and everything should be up to date each and every single year, especially since most people weren't really occupying dorms last year during COVID. So like, exactly. what is the problem? So what were they doing over there? What were they doing? Nothing. That's truly sad. They better get on top of this. But I want us to make sure we check up on this story again. We watching out for you, Howard. Let's get into this celeb news reality roundup. Reality roundup. So, girl, let me tell you one person I would have never thought would have been the eye candy. Well, not my eye candy, but apparently he's dated some bad women. The one and only Pete Davidson was recently spotted a few days ago holding hands with none other than Kim Kardashian on a roller coaster ride. What? How? And then a few days after that, it was followed by a very private dinner date on Staten Island, where Pete Davidson is proud to be from. This is not adding up. Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian on Staten Island? They met on SNL set a few weeks ago. And they even had a kissing skit on the magic carpet ride. So, I mean, maybe sparks flew in that one kiss. I don't get it. How? What is unique about this man? I don't know. To me personally, he looks like a wet rat and I don't find wet rats attractive in any way, shape or form. But apparently he's packing in other places because his dating history, honey, girl, you want to go down this list? Because we got the receipts. We we have to because I need to figure out this math because it's not mathing. So in 2015, who he dated? He dated Carly Aquilino, who's a comedian and very good looking. Let me tell you, she bad. So she must have been more popular than he was because literally I only found out Pete Davidson existed a few years ago from SNL when he started dating someone else. But we'll get into that. And then from 2016 to 2018, for nearly two years, he dated Larry David's daughter. Very famous. So he's going after the money and the power and the respect. And Larry David is a one list comedian. That's a big get for him as Pete Davidson himself claims to do the comedy, but I don't find him funny. So Larry David's daughter's name is Cassie David. That was a nearly two year relationship. When they broke up, he then got with none other than Ariana Grande. Still don't make any kind of sense. Don't make no type of sense. But that was when I think the world realized like, oh, hey, who is this kid? Right. And then they went and got matching tattoos and got engaged and shit. Like literally after weeks of knowing each other. Wait, you know what? I remember the tattoo that he got of Ariana Grande was actually a cover up of the tattoo he previously got for Larry David's daughter. Shady lady. Well, after him and Ariana broke up, he covered that up too, probably with the next woman's name. And the next woman he dated after Ariana was Kate Beckinsale. How? She's like Hollywood gold. She is. Speaking of Hollywood gold, 
After they broke up in 2019, he moved on to another famous actress's daughter. He dated Andy McDowell's daughter, and her name is Margaret. She is currently starring in Made, which we talked about earlier. I don't understand what these women see in him because to me, he looks like an Etch-a-Sketch that my little baby granny's done, like messed all the way up. But not for nothing, all these women are drop-dead gorgeous. But wait a minute, the list is not over. From 2019 to 2020, he dated Cindy Crawford's daughter, who is literally like her exact twin, Kai Gerber. She gorgeous. She bad. She is, extremely. She's beautiful. Then earlier this year, he was dating and hanging out with Bridgerton's lead, Phoebe Dynaver. But she's cute, too. No, they all cute. They all way cuter than him. And then now it brings us to possible Kim K in 2021. So might I add what is going down in that man's pants? I mean, maybe it's the kiss because I don't see it in the face. I don't see it in the body. I don't see it in the eyes. I don't know. Uh, but he this is like definitely, one of, those, this is definitely like, one of those things where I'm like, what, what's going down in the DMs? He looks like a wet rat druggie. It's a no for me. That's what I see. But apparently he knows what he's doing. Maybe them hands, maybe them taps. I don't know. I have no idea. But we definitely will be keeping up to see what happens with Kim K and Pete. So now let's talk about some of these really amazing celeb Halloween outfits we done saw just last week. Oh, yeah. You know, I was all up in the Twitter and on Instagram, peeping what everybody was wearing because some of these celebrities really be serving. Like Megan Thee Stallion, for example, she had a party with all the black girl magic. Ryan Destiny was there. Normani was there. Chloe and Haley were there. And they were all looking foing foing. They were looking good. And then we can also talk about some couple outfits. Ariana Grande and her new husband. Yeah, because she married. They had two really great outfits. I mean, one was from like an old kind of scream in the lake, some situation. But she looked really, really good. But now let's talk about another couple's outfit. Mm. John Legend and this woman that he's married to and the family they have dressed as the Adams family. I'm not saying her name. Yes, I actually think that they looked really good as the Adams family, and I love me some John Legend. But when did we decide that we were accepting Chrissy Teigen back into like the world? Like I said, and that woman he is still currently married to. No, seriously, we need to talk about this because she was on Watch What Happens Live on Bravo with Andy the other day, and Andy had the audacity, and I love me some Andy, but lately he's been fucking up. He had the audacity to say that the whole Bravo family and I, you know, we know that you've had a really rough year. Are you kidding me? She attacked people left and right with her actual, like, words on the screen. Not attacked. She told people to actually go kill themselves on social media. Yeah, that's attacking. But still, like, why is it okay that she's on television and doing interviews again just because she has something to promote? I don't care that she has a cookbook. Why is she out there like, no, stay home with your beautiful family and let John Legend do his thing. You can still, I don't know, work from home, do the whatever, like maybe come out with cookbooks under a another name. I don't know. Or maybe, you know, go to counseling, sit your ass down, like stop being so extra. And I really don't like that he had her on there with our boat daddy, Captain Lee. How dare you? Yeah, like maybe I would be more forgiving if a lot of time had passed and she actually got, you know, treatment. You know what I'm saying? To actually do better. Mm -hmm. Like this all happened a few months ago. You thought we forgot? Right. We're supposed to believe that years of you tormenting people on social media just poof, magically went away in a few months. Girl, bye. Bye, bye and bye. But another thing that we are obsessed with is Queens on ABC. Girl, did you see that episode the other day? 
Of course, I saw the episode and I cannot wait for iTunes to drop the show album because I need all them lyrics. They were all spitting hits. Who knew Brandy had that? But that rap battle, though, between Eve and Brandy, I mean, girl, straight I mean, jugular. It got nasty and I, I loved it. I don't understand why Brandy has never actually done a little rapping in some of her music. I don't expect her to come up with a full rap album because, like, it's not her full on thing. But put it in your music, honey. You could do this. I was mm-hmm. so happy for her, but Eve killed it. Like, whoo, child. Yep. And honestly, so I was sitting there and I was watching this scene and I go, you really expect me to believe that in a rap battle between Eve and Brandy, there's a possibility that Brandy could win. But then watching it, I go, damn, this is sizzling hot. Not just sizzling hot, like whoever's writing the lyrics are doing a great job but not for nothing all of the women are really great actresses yep they are doing the damn thing like they make me believe that this is a real group and i forget i'm watching the show but also let's not forget about the drama because eve's husband how they gonna kill him i mean come on it was just she was just trying to forgive him i was so mad i was just like wow this is how they're gonna leave it really she comes to terms with the fact that he done cheated on her with this one eighth Portuguese student of his. You're just going to let the man die? No, that was fucked up. And he, but I also, mean, he cheated, but he fine too. Also, he won her back by defending their child using the word bitch. I mean, uh-huh. I never saw something so sexy in my life. This man speaking for two minutes straight in the most educational, eloquent way to defend his daughter and the word bitch. Oh, my God. I loved it. When he was, I was just like, yes, come on now. Tell him. Let the people know. He was serving a sermon. A sermon. He sure was, but now he did. So, well. And Brandy's daughter, are you joking? The musical talent. I don't know if she was really playing the piano or not. It looked like it, but it could just be really amazing acting. All I'm saying is whoever wrote this episode, yes, you did the damn thing. The music was fire went from classical to hip-hop to oh that piano scene was everything for me and it brought back so many memories of when i was at juilliard and i was just like okay girl you show these white people what black girl magic do up in here with their stale ass box sweets um but the best part was when brandy was asked to get a drink for a woman who thought that she worked there and brandy said (laughs) you want to die Bitch, you want to die? Yes. Oh, that was my favorite part. Yes, yes, because I was just like, really, girl? Really? Like, come on. I'm telling you, these people need to stop trying to treat us like we don't belong in all spaces. Like, it's 2021. Stop the nonsense. And when they try to play her daughter, when them two little boys try to play her daughter, talking about like, oh, yeah, this is the audition piece. Did granny not teach you that? I mean, like, what you're not about to do is have my granny's name in your mouth, Okay. That part, but on to Notori Naughton and Nadine, who plays Valeria. They just too messy. They just all over the they all Girl, over the I was just like, first the, of all, Nicari is doing the most. Like you left your husband for your lesbian girlfriend. Now you are out as a lesbian in the public. And then you're gonna go cheat on her with some fun. First of all, the woman was very stalkerish. She she followed her. She the- was like because Notori tried to do the right thing and leave the restaurant that she just showed up at the hotel room. Yeah, but she fell into it because she knows she wanted it. So mm-hmm. she out living her best L word life. Saying, I'm not saying it's right, but I'm like, girl, choose a lane. You just left your husband. Now you have a girlfriend. Calm down, boo. I mean, I definitely saw this coming because she obviously has never been publicly out until this moment. 
And she never really got to experience her identity and her sexuality. So she ain't trying to dip her toe into just one pond. Okay, well, then don't have a girlfriend. Like, break up with your girlfriend and then have all the fun you want. And preferably not be a text. She deliberately ignored the girlfriend's call. But then literally a minute later, this new chick texts her and she meets her at dinner. Like, come on. Yeah, that was. She knew what she was doing. And Nadine, uh, I mean, her whole story is just annoying to me. So Valeria. I mean, I'm obviously here for her because it's representing the Latinx women. But she's really being really messy. And last episode with her backstabbery self, that was kind of messed up. Yeah, she backstabbing as hell. And so after that, I'm like, how can they just easily get over the fact that she took millions of dollars out their pocket. Yeah. And then they just going to continue making music with you. And then not for nothing, but she is like still has a sexual tension with their manager, Eric. So Eric allowed you to like record basically the new chorus. Without no, the other she, had a, she had a whole verse. Oh yeah. The so hook. She had, she recorded the hook and the chorus, which is like, it's fine because all the women decided to write their own rhymes, but it's also like, I just get wary because she's so close to the manager that they're going to F up the group again. Because we know that Eric screwed over Brandy years ago. And now apparently he's her baby's daddy and not Cameron. Oh, child, this is so messy. I love it. Tyler Perry, please take notes. This is how you make a dramatic black show. Uh, Take notes or take a seat because you've been out here doing too long with all this trash that you call entertainment. Also, I love seeing Little Muffin and she wasn't in last episode. I did like Lil Muffin because clearly she's supposed to be like the Nicki Minaj character. But she's serving messy vibes and we are here for them. I'm here for all that. Now we're going to shift gears to a less, um, you know, colorful show. Vanderpump Rules. Not less colorful. Well, yeah, you know, they have that one black manager from TomTom, but like they showed him once. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And I was like, can you actually give him some airtime? Like you showed him, but he didn't actually say anything. But I mean, whatever. My whole thing is the show is not the same without the other more theatrical characters, I'll say. Because right about now, I'm getting super tired of Lala coming after Sheena Shea's boyfriend and father of her child. Brock, you know, it took a lot out of him to admit that he was, well, he was hit with domestic violence charges against his ex-partner. And he even admitted to slapping her. And he said this on camera to Lisa Vanderpump, who was obviously taken aback by it. But he's being open about it because this happened when he was 19 years old, a very young man. It happened over 10 years ago. He's learned from that. Him and the mother of his child have been like working on a situation. Like there are reasons as to why he can't see the children. So his two kids that he has with his ex-wife. And the thing is, I I just found it really shady and shitty that Lala keeps bringing it up and poking at him. And it's just like, well, he hasn't seen his kid in four years. There's a reason why he hasn't seen his kid. And that's none of your business. And the thing is, Sheena knows all of this. She knows it and she's okay with that. Then you have to trust your friend and the decision that she's making. If you think your friend is in danger because he was in a previous domestic violence relationship, then why are you okay with hanging out with him and your friends, you know, chatting and laughing? If you really thought she was in danger, you would you would try to help her. And right about now, you're not a friend at all. It's really weird and gross. I don't like what Lala's doing. 
she's just being a messy, toxic reality TV star. She clearly does not actually care about Sheena's best interest and all this bullshit about how you are fearful for your safety around this man because of this domestic violence issue he had a decade ago. I'm sorry, but it's full cap because you still film with him. You're still around him. You bring your baby around him. So clearly it's not that big of a deal. Also, Lala, stop being a hypocrite. Stop being one of these do as I say, not as I do type of bitches because you have spent your entire platform on this aspect that you recognize you are an asshole. You've gone around doing this apology tour for people recognizing that you can change. And then here you have this man who is dealing with all these issues, as you already pointed out, Tree, that we don't know the full story for. But now you're judging him for wanting to be a better person and not allowing him the grace that you are expecting from other people. Like, bitch, sit down. And on top of that, guess what? Karma is a bitch because now Lala and Randall have broken up. And we all know that Lala and Randall were together before he and his ex-wife were divorced. Now it's just like you have so much to say about your friends and their relationships and all the shit that they do. But when you do not so great things, no one can ever speak to you or speak about it. Come on. Bloop. How does that work? But not for nothing, this past week's episode, we saw Jesse Metcalf at the guy's poker night. And that brought me to thinking, you know what? Okay, so there was Pete Davidson and we went down his whole dating history. But Sheena Shea is actually that bitch, okay? She looks great and she's had an amazing dating history too. So let them know who she dated. Girl, Sheena has been out here linked to Brandy Glanville's ex-husband, Eddie Cipriani, and he fine. He fine. He fine, fine. He's a lot older, but he still look good. But he is a foin as salt and pepper. And honestly, I can't blame you, girl. We already talked about how she dated Jesse Metcalf. She also dated John Mayer for a little bit. And he's a hot ticket. He's a hot ticket and not for nothing, but Brock is looking very Thor-like and fine. I mean, Sheena, you doing your thing. Lala is mad. That's what Lala is. That's why she's coming after your relationship. She a hater. She's a hater and she's not a friend. So you better watch out for her, girl. Because you know what we always say. It be your own people. All day, every day. And now we're going to move on to a real quick brief. Sisters on BET. It came back, but Sully is not sold. Sully is like, I am not watching. Yeah, I mean, I have all these other great shows that are featuring black women, real black stories, and the storylines are actually making sense. The math does math on queens and our kind of people. So mm, I'll watch it when I can. But a little update, you know, Andy says she's done with Gary for the umpteenth million time, but I doubt it's going to happen. He's apparently moving out and they're ending their engagement. Lies. Clearly not going to happen. And now Danny and her boo, she obviously misses him. Like he moved out and then he came back and he said, I just want to fuck. And she was like, what? You are going to not going to talk to me in this way. And I was like, you've kind of been talking. I don't know. Their whole thing is weird, but I guess they're going to give it a go again. Karen really needs to get off Zach's balls because he's moved on. He has very, very, very happy with Fatima, but she is literally like saying no to Aaron, who is such a perfect man. Now that his ex-wife and all that other issues out the way, he wants to be the perfect man for her. And she just can't get her mind off of Zach. I think in the upcoming episode, she even calls him Zach. And I'm just like, come on, girl. Why y'all in the middle? Uh, of- uh, not hope. Yeah. Not while they're in the bed. That's yeah. terrible. 
And Zach, Zach has money. He done quit his job at the airport. He's buying a house. And he says, Fatima, I want to be with you and only you. I want you to move in this house with me. Like he is the perfect man. And he's that perfect man for Fatima. So I am so happy because she is my favorite girl. Like she's the only person who's real, real on this show. And I love it. Yeah, first of all, Fatima ain't dumb. She don't be playing. She does not fall for these silly ass games that these men try to throw in front of her. She is not afraid to tell a man where to go and how to get there. And she stays strapped. Okay. Oh, absolutely. But that hating ass lawyer, Hayden, that works with her is all up in Fatima's business trying to find out why Zach quit his job and why Zach has money. How do you know his business? She He literally is in Fatima's office like, on her computer checking shit and then he was listening to her phone call from the office like all this is illegal sir and you're a lawyer so like you should know these things you're a lawyer but also she doesn't want to date you get over it why are you obsessed with who she's seeing now dang it was that good girl it was that good it must have been that good and now more reason sabrina thank goodness they got over that whole bank robbery situation even though the cops came to help them the guy still got away and i'm just that whole scene was just way too much how and is this man still getting away with all these crimes and frauds well he did but guess what girl sabrina walked maurice home because she was like she wanted to make sure he was good so while they were there and having a little chat a girl comes out of calvin's door to go get something from the fridge she says oh hi and then calvin comes out behind her oh there was booty butt naked girl so no sabrina and calvin had just made up the night before like had sex i thought they said that they were gonna do that like whole formal relationship for real girl she was just in his bed oh he was just in her bed last night and now she is is during the day where she's supposed to be at work and obviously the robbery situation happened so she takes more reads home and he had a whole vanilla girl up in his room banging her i was like oh this is funny (laughs) okay i'm gonna actually watch the latest episode then yeah, yeah. If you watch the latest or out of four episodes, you watch the last one, then you'll get all the info that you needed because, you know, they'd be stretching stuff so far and long. I'm like, get to the point already. Get That's to good point. to know. That's good to know. OK, I'm a watch. I'm a watch. Yeah. So he got caught and then all her girls decided to, like, check him because he came over to talk to her. Girl, it's a whole mess. All of the storylines keep going in circles. And the only people I'm here for are Fatima and Zach because I really like Aaron and Karen. But she don't know how to act. She don't know when she has a good thing in front of her. She wants what she can't have. That's th- that's what I realized about her. Dang, I'm mad he did that. Aaron and Karen? Mm. Aaron and Karen. So their relationship name would be Karen? <laughs> <laughs> I guess okay. so, child. All I know is, you know, it's not the best written. Not even close to the best written. But the storylines are heating up. But girl, you got to give yourself like watch one episode out of a month. You know what I'm saying? Got it. Copy. You're right. Yeah, yeah, that will work. If you want to hit us up to say hey or let us know about any It Be Your Own People moments, send us an email at ibyoppodcast at gmail.com. Hey, y'all. Don't forget to like and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Podcast. And that's all we have for you today on It Be Your Own People. Stay woke, stay alert, and tune in next time.